Really excited to speak to you today. It's also my name's Kent. I'm gonna speak to you for a little bit. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I don't know, something like that. And uh, if, you're, if you're visiting today, then just wanna welcome you. It's good to, good to have you, good to be in God's house. And uh, I wanna, it's kind of an interim week for us because we're kind of between, can we get those light number two on? Lighting bay number two on? And it's kind of an interim week. And so I've got, I guess, a few things on my heart that I've been kind of feeling uh, but also thinking about, and I guess kind of like it's a, it's kind of a, it's just the message is the message. So, uh, so we're p- between topics, so it's a good, good chance to talk about these things. And as a pastor, some people often ask me, and I, and I appreciate it, they're like, baby, how's your week going? How's your week been? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's pretty good, you know, just battling against powers and principalities in the heavenly realms, you know, <laughs> pulling down strongholds and casting out things and all that good stuff, you know, just pretty standard, really. And uh, which, uh, that's kind of like, feels like it's not far from the truth at all, really. And, uh, and it's, that's just how it is. And I guess when you're in ministry or you've, you know, and I mean like ministry like as in running a group, or, or any kind of leading in the spiritual capacity, you understand that the spiritual realm is very, very real because it's very, very against you at times. Can I get a good amen? amen. Yeah, I thought so. And, uh, and so uh, I like what, uh, what we kind of fail to recognize sometimes, and I think the devil is very, very good at. Can I use that word devil? Thanks, bro. Sorry, bad timing. Uh, can I use that word? And is, is, he's very good at, at, at cloaking himself. You know, like, uh, what do they call it? Uh, I've written it down here. A stealth technology. You know, and obviously lately, the, our friends in outer space have had a few problems with their stealth technology. Their cloaking devices. No? No one watches the news or YouTube or anything like that? Okay. Uh, good on you. And, uh, but it was a joke, ha ha, yeah, wrote that down here. But I like what Peter said, he said, he said in uh, 1 Peter 5, 8, says, be alert and of sober mind, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And I wanted you to take note of two things there. One is that there is an enemy, an adversary, the de- and the second one is, it's the devil. It's the devil, and I don't want you to go around blaming the devil for everything, but we need to like actually take note that he is an adversary. He is the enemy, right? And, and often we kind of just forget all about the fact that we are in this spiritual world. We get so caught up in, in our flesh world the Bible says that, well, that only leads to destruction. You need to be in the spirit. When we're in the spirit world, we understand that we are in the spirit world, that there is an enemy and he is the devil. And so I never like to talk about this and I never like to give him any time. I like what uh, Smith Wigglesworth said, you know, he gets woken up in the night, the bed's shaking, there's this demonic thing going on, and he wakes up and he's like, oh, it's just you, and goes back to sleep again, you know? I don't want to give him any time, but I feel like that there is this kind of like, you've got to understand where the resistance comes from. You've got to understand why sometimes life feels like a wet blanket. You know, you've got to understand why sometimes you feel anti-church and you feel anti-God 
and you feel anti your brother and sister in Christ, why do you feel like that? Well, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. I wanna show you something. In the Greek translation, right? Here it is up on the screen. Thanks, Pearl. The word is diabolus, to slander, accuse, to defame. Man, and haven't you seen a defaming in the last couple of years of Christian leaders? Properly, a slanderer, a false accuser, unjustly criticizing to hurt, malign, and, watch this, condemn to sever a relationship. Condemn to sever a relationship. And when I look around the church over the years, many years I've been in the church, relationships break down so often. In actual fact, the whole purpose of the church how it functions is by relationship. And if you can break that relationship down, then you break the church down. You break God's people down. You break down God's kingdom. His purpose is to sever relationship. Okay. And how do we know that he is alive and well? Well, we'll look at the fractured, disconnected relationships, short shifting relationships that we keep. Where's the depth? You know, most people, uh, I heard a statistic, I think it was from Todd, he was talking about the amount of, it was on the podcast, he was talking about the amount of uh, friends that a, the average male has in America. And it was, was it like 0.5? You have half a friend, something like that. That's what, it, that's what it was. And uh, you can watch the AO podcast, shout out to that. It's on Spotify and iTunes, all that good stuff. And, uh, and the, uh, a second meaning, or, or, or a secular Greek, I've got another slide there, thanks, Pearl, uh, means backbiter, accuser, culminator, slanderer, literally someone who casts through, making charges that bring down. And then the, I'm not sure if I put it on there. No, I didn't. The commentary goes on to say this, Satan is used by God in this plan as a predictable wind-up toy, playing out his evil nature. That's all he does, you know? He just runs his mouth at you, you know? It's like pouring it out, the lies. But the problem is, is that we live in New Zealand, I feel like something to do with our culture here. You know, let's look at the birds. American, America has the, the eagle, the bald eagle, you know? Big wingspan, massive bird, soars on the currents. Has its nest high up in the, in the mountains and the rocks where it's protected. Yeah, makes, pushes the young out, makes them fly. They're bold. They speak out. Yeah. And then we have New Zealand. We have our Kiwi. (laughs) The bird that can't fly. (laughs) Only comes out at night. It's cute. But you've got to say something. 
You got to say something back. Uh, so this diabolos, that's where we get our word diabolical from. Hmm? It's diabolical. And so there's a couple of things here, and I've kind of gone over it, but I want to say it again. The first one is that the way that the devil kind of operates, and the way I, he operates and likes to try and operate in my life, is he likes to be like a wet blanket. And, and before something significant takes place, or you need to be somewhere at the right place at the right time where God's going to do something amazing, he'll try and sabotage that. He'll try and ambush that. He'll try and to get you not to go. You know, every time youth camp happens, guarantee it, heaps of kids will pull out right before youth camp is about, you know, right before you need to get going and you need to get everything organized. It just falls apart. And then you pray and then you get on the phone and then you put it all back together and you get even more people going to the camp and it's awesome and you have amazing time and they have a massive breakthrough in their lives, understanding who God is and their relationship. And so there'll be that ambush that tries to happen. Or secondly, He'll try and hit you after something good and significant, an event has taken place in your life where God has impacted you greatly. He'll give you amnesia that you forgot what God did, you know, and uh, or he'll discourage you so bad that you bounce back, elastic band back to where you were before. And then you feel even more condemned and discouraged. And God doesn't want that either. So it's either the before or the after that, that I think you've got to look out for. That's, that's my experience. And I love what, what, uh, what Isaiah says. You know, he says, so, so there's the spirit of heaviness that comes. And I don't know if you've felt it. I've been feeling it for a little, little while now, and that's why I want to talk about it, because there's a heaviness. There's like a like a, almost like a hardness of heart that starts to happen where, you know, you just, it's, it's hard work to talk to people and be nice to them and then you just want to like say something bad to them and then, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, that's just, you start to be familiar with everyone. Oh, you know, that's, that's just Pani or that's, that's just Jay, you know, and we just kind of get familiar. Oh, we're just doing the same song again, you know, and we start going through the, through the motions without emotions, you know, and there's this, there's this heaviness and this discouragement. And what we've got to understand is that actually, that's just, that's part of being a Christian. You know, the honeymoon is over. You've got to actually start doing some work. You've got to dig in. You've got to be part of the team. You've got to make a difference. You've got to serve. You've got to do something. You've got to go to the next level. And I like what John Steele, Pastor John Steele, Prophet Steele, as they call him in America, he would always say, new levels, new devils, you know. New levels, new devils. Talking about the devil, I'm like... You know, you know what? Some Christians are offended that we talk about the devil. Some of you might be, you might be offended right now that I'm talking about the devil, but it's in the Bible, you know. <laughs> We've got to read all of it, you know. Like, come on. New levels, new devils. And so you can feel like that you're hitting the ceiling and then all of a sudden you pop through and it's like, man, I've broken through something. I don't know what it was, but we've broken through it and I feel like I'm now in a wide open space. Yeah, how good is that feeling? And so there can be these dry times, these times of resistance that's present, that's present and it hangs in the air and you've got to walk through it. You've got to speak to it. You've got to grind it out sometimes. You just have to, you just got to keep, you know, you might not feel like it, but you can't just always rely on what you feel. Yeah, you can feel that, 
but you're not gonna be subject to it. I feel that heaviness, devil. I feel it, but I'm not bowing down to it. I'm not bowing the knee to that. I'm still gonna get in my car and I'm gonna drive down to my church that I go to, that I'm part of, devil. You're not gonna stop me from going and seeing my group and running with my mates and Bible studying with my friends. You've put around me, God. I'm not gonna sever that relationship. I'm part of the team. I'm part of God's plan. I'm part of His kingdom. Yeah. You're part of it. Tell the person next to you, you're part of it. Come on. So feel it, but don't be led by it. That's point one. I'm going to get like a little bit icky here just for a minute and then we'll, and then we'll pull out of that. But, you know, when you talk about, um, the Bible talks about gossips and dissensions in Proverbs 16, 28. I haven't got this scripture pill, just so you know. Uh, I haven't given it to you. It says, a perverse man spreads dissension and a gossip divides close friends. And so if you become subject to the heaviness then you start to become like what the Scripture and Proverbs talks about within the church, within your life. Gossiping, dissension, talking about people. And it's not good. The Bible says, hey, that's not good. I don't want you to, Paul says, I don't want you to do that. It's bad for your church. It's bad for your group. And, uh, and I remember we had, a, we had some leaders that Pan and I were under, and they were kind of like leading differently how we kind of wouldn't lead. And, um, uh, and we're very good at what we do, you know. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and so we would drive home and we'd talk about it. And we're like, oh, that was so annoying, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then we realized after like a few weeks of that, maybe it was a month or two or three, that it wasn't actually good for our relationship in any way that we were actually, with our own words, we were undermining our relationship. And Pania says to me, a, a woman of, of wisdom, you know, who can find? And she says to me, you know what? This is not right. These are good people. These, we trust these people. They have good hearts. They are for God's kingdom. And if they want to do it that way, we're going to do it that way. And, we're like, and I was like, I recognize truth. <laughs> you know, because when there's a whole lot of lies going on and you're part of it, you need truth. And that was truth, like smack me between the eyes. I'm like, yeah, that's right. So we stopped it. And you know what? Things changed. Things got better. Our relationships grew closer, not further and further apart. We've got to keep the unity of the faith. Does that mean that the leaders are untouchable? No, they have accountability. We have accountability. We've got people who are gonna tell on us. We're well covered. That's what I'm talking about. That's how it should be. Don't anybody go near and tell them to be quiet. Please do not do that. If, if we can hear them, if we can hear them, it's just too quiet in here, right? You know what I'm saying? So, and you know what? 
this, this kind of discouragement, this heaviness, this weight, it's, it's, behind that is something valuable. Behind that is something that's worth something. And when there's something that's, that's being guarded, there's something valuable there. And if there's something valuable there, there's something worth fighting for there. You know, and you've got to fight for what's good. A good friend of mine said, Kent, you've got to fight for your marriage. You've got to fight for what's good. You cannot, you can't back down from that. You've got to, when it's hard, you've just got to stand up and just walk through it. Like you've got to, you've got to fight for it. Sometimes fighting for it just means standing and doing and just like being, being like a, for, um, and I'm almost speaking from a guy's perspective, but just being like a rock. Just, just taking the hit, you know, taking the blows, but not moving. Not moving in your relationships. And, and this, that something is life. Something that's being guarded is life. That something is freedom. That something is empowerment. That something that's being guarded is, guarded is love. It's being guarded. And I, I, like, I like what, you know, and that, that whole picture is summed up in, in the story of David and Goliath. Goliath is guarding something that's valuable. He's guarding something worth fighting for. And when David arrives at the battle scene, his ears prick up and he goes, there's something not right about what this guy is saying about who we are and who our God is. Hmm? And so keep doing what you're doing. Point two, keep doing what you're doing. Do not give up. Do not Give up. Do not give up. Keep doing what you're doing. And the one, oh, sorry, sorry, it's my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures, Galatians 6 9. It says, Let us not grow weary in doing good and well doing, for in due time you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. So don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep praying. So we, we have a reasonably large church here. Pray at the prayer meetings. And there's, there's kind of three prayer meetings that happen. There's a, a men's prayer meeting on Tuesday at six, from six till, it's really six till seven because you've got to go there and talk. And if, sometimes I miss that part and I feel like I missed out on a whole lot of things. But pray from 6.30 till seven. And then there's fortnightly, there's the, so Jack runs that. Pastor Jack, and then fortnightly there's our Thursday prayer meeting that uh, Muzz runs, which is this Thursday. And I know it's awkward praying out loud sometimes, but pray and keep on praying. Like that's, that's when I say keep, don't give up, keep on going, you've got to keep on praying. Keep on being spiritual. And so we've got that prayer meeting and then there's Agnes, poo does the morning prayer meeting on a Sunday morning at 9.30, 9 a.m., yeah. <laughs> Get to sleep in and pray. It's awesome. <laughs> Keep praying at the prayer meetings. I'm gonna ask you, what, what's, what's your level in God? Like, 
Like how far is too far? Like, God, you can have this part of my life, but nothing else. You know, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do one and four on a Sunday. Come, come once, once a month. That's good. I mean, sometimes that's all you can do. I understand that. But I, I kind of want to challenge you. Where's your, where's your level at that you're going to give God? I don't know. What's your, what's your level? Do you want to answer that question? Yeah. True red. True red. Thank you for sharing that. Awesome. Yeah. So we're so it is a journey. We're. But what, at what point? This is not in my notes. I just thought I wanted to ask the question. Because we all have a point where we go, God, that's too far. And I feel like I left that point like a long time ago. God always wants to, you know, sin takes you further than you wanted to go, costs you more than what you were willing to pay. But God also takes you further than you're willing to go and costs you more than you're willing to pay. But, the, but, the, but, but God is life. One leads to life, one leads to death. So you just got to decide which one it's going to be. Come on. Hey, and so let's get to a, uh, the next point. So keep on praying, Philippians 4 verse 6. Don't be anxious about anything. I love the scripture. So I'm giving you like the staples, the staples today, okay? The staple scriptures. Yeah, we know that scripture, Ken. Yeah, well, we're going over it again. And do not be anxious about anything but everything, prayer, uh, and, su- and petition or supplication with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Now I want you to reverse that. God, requests, present, thanksgiving, petition, prayer by every situation and don't be anxious about it. Reverse it. Do these things, da, 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 and you won't be anxious. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay. You can try it out. Test it out over the week. I love what Pastor Todd said. If you didn't hear his message last week, go back and watch it. It's amazing. Really, really good. He said, if our faith, how strong, how is our faith strong if it's not tested? How was how our <laughs> How is our faith strong if it's not tested? Hmm? Yeah, no, it's not fun. It's not fun when it's being tested, I know. How genuine is our relationship with Jesus? What's our motives? Is it the girl next to you? You know, I mean, obviously that can be a draw card to begin with, but you've got to go on to understand that it's really the relationship with Jesus that makes her beautiful. And you need that too in your life, young man. Pania said, it was funny. Pania said, um, she said, you know, one of the things that's so attractive about you, babe, aside from your roughness and good looks, uh, she said, it's your relationship with the Lord that, that, was, that drew me at first. Your passion for God, the way you worship with arms wide open. Under the sunlight, welcome to this place. 
uh, yeah. What's the next point? Be good looking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Write that down. Yeah. Uh, I just want to sort of, yeah. I don't know, I put the scripture in here, so let's read it. By entering through faith, this message version of Romans 5, 1 and 2, says, by entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, which is set us right with Him, make us fit for Him, we have it all together with God because of our Master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting praise. And what I'm talking about, this idea of things being guarded is that, is that when it feels like, in God, when it feels like it's a dead end street, you're right there. It's about to open up. You know, what looks closed in God, God can just open up. He's the God who opens doors that no man can open, the Scripture says. And there's, there's more. There's actually, there's actually more. When you think that you've run out, when you think that it's over, when it feels like that there's nothing else left, there's actually a whole lot more that's about to happen. There's a whole lot more. It requires faith. It requires you to believe. And I love what, I love what uh, Jacob said in Genesis 28. He said, he woke up and said, the Lord is here. He is in this place and I didn't even know it. He's here and I didn't even know it. I went to sleep. I had a dream. I saw angels ascending and descend and I woke up and I was like, man, God's here. I didn't even know it. And there's more in it. The woman who approached Jesus and she said, Jesus, my, uh, my daughter is, is possessed and, and she is like in a, in a bad way and she's sick. And Jesus, can you please heal her? And Jesus is like, mate, uh, no, go away. More or less is what he said. And, uh, and his disciples are like, bro, she's hassling you out. Like, you know, we need to get her out of here. We're at this kind of function, you know. And, it's, and so she comes up to his table and she's like, you know, no, you need to help me, Jesus. And he's like, you know, you, we don't give, uh, you know, the bread that's for the children to the dogs. Uh, is that in there? Did, did he say that? He didn't just say what I think he did, did he? Uh, See, so if he had said that to me or you, You'd be like, Dick, I'm out of here. What an egg. <laughs> you know? And her mister, we can take that out. Sorry, shouldn't have said that. Her mister will be like, bro, what did he say to you? I'm going to like bash him. You know, like it's like a domestic's about to break out. The way Jesus spoke to her. And she says, but hey, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. I'll take anything you got, Jesus. And he's like, bro, with an answer like that, this is what he says, bro, with an answer like that, she's healed. Because you weren't offended. 
You stuck in there. You, when, the, when the door seemed shut, you stayed. You stayed. And I'm gonna open it for you now. How good is that? Man, what a woman. What a woman. You gotta say something. Uh, I'm gonna say something to the band. You can come back up. Woman, you have great faith. It's in uh, something 28. (laughs) It's in verse 28 of Matthew chapter something. And it says, when Jesus said to her, I didn't write it down, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Just one other story to finish. You gotta say something. You gotta stick in there and you gotta say something. Don't be like, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the hypocrites who make long speeches and articulate their words carefully because they're not heard. There's a story about a tax collector that says, but the tax collector stood at a distance and and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest and sorrow saying, oh God, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. And I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. A powerful principle. But I feel like, you know, we're, I feel like today we're the church that beats our chest and we go, man, I'm not worthy, God. But my heart is so for you right now. And God says, man, I see your heart. I'm gonna throw open my doors just as you've thrown open yours today into this wide open space. It wasn't there before. I couldn't see it, but, but now it is. Maybe you can stand up today. Maybe you wanna start today by saying something to God, to his son Jesus, start by giving him your life. And you know it in your heart today. God's been speaking to you. You know it in your heart today. You know where you're at with God. God wants you to draw near to him. He wants to throw open those doors into some wide open spaces for you today. So let's pray a prayer and invite Him into our heart. Let's recommit our lives again. If you haven't prayed this prayer before, you don't know who Jesus is, then I wanna invite you to pray with me today. And we'll pray together, say this, Dear Lord Jesus, thank You for leading me here today. Thank You for the price You paid for me by dying on the cross. By dying on the cross. I believe in my heart that you are Lord. I believe in my heart you are Lord. That you died and rose again. That you died and rose again. Please forgive me of my sin. Forgive me my sin. Thank you I'm made right with you today. Thank you that I'm made right in with Jesus you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So good. And just just while we're praying, I wanna obviously we, we open up the front for prayer and we have a prayer team. I can pray for you. But I want to just go back to 
the sort of the start of the message, it's about that, that, that heaviness or that discouragement or that wanting to walk away from things, from that thing. And if you, if you feel like you've been under that, then I hope you can take some of these points and you can use them and you can speak to those things. You can keep doing what you're doing. You can keep praying. But I just wanna pray for you into that right now. So if that's you, just pray with me. I'll pray for you. Dear Lord Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you are God Almighty. You are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords. There's no comparison and no Really, no, there's no competition as to who you are, Lord. So even though we have a light momentary afflictions, Lord, we can believe that you are God. And so I pray for encouragement. I pray for a, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness for these people. Lord, that you would empower them today, Lord. Pray for breakthrough in their lives. Lord, that you'd throw open the doors. Lord, where there's been dead ends, Lord. Lord, we command them to be open in Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, where there's been been closed doors, Lord, we open those doors in Jesus' name, mighty God. Mighty God. Lord, where where things have died, Lord, where there's been this death, Lord, you are a God of resurrection. You have resurrection power, Lord. So we, we speak to the death and we say, rise up, rise up. Be made whole in Jesus' name. We pray. We all said, Amen. Amen. So if you want more prayer, if you want to be prayed for, we've got a prayer team up here and we're going to sing this out. It's awesome. Thanks. watching and joining in with us today but we would love to hear from you yes and to do that you can scan the qr code that is right there somewhere and you can click on the link in the chat and we'd love to hear from you and thank you for joining us we'd love to see you next week bye